Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us and maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending time with us. Now, let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa! Time? Pasa Pasa! Time? Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl. I go me a pasta pasta. No, stop, girl, why do you drink until I get it? Drink and rave till the morning light, my girl. Center, 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 center. Have a stop, stand, don't, 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 don't. You know who this is. Hey, y'all. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Uh, we want to thank you guys as always for joining us and we pray that you guys are continuing to stay safe and healthy and um i won't even touch on the whole covid situation right now because there's so much going on but um i really hope that you guys are staying healthy and safe at this time um today we are being joined by a special guest but before i introduce her let us do the round for our listening audience um, I always forget myself, so this is Misha. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie. Hey, hey, hey. Soap. Here. Shara. Hello. Hey. Okay, great. Um, so if you've listened to our episodes previously, you know, or if you've been keeping track, you know that we've discussed the pressures that we face as Black women, specifically Caribbean women. Um, we've talked about, even recently in our episode about being a strong black woman, uh, we've talked about the pressures that we face. Um, and in our, one of our more popular episodes that we did in our first season, uh, titled Burning the Superwoman Cape, we discussed juggling careers, managing our wellness, being overall amazing human beings, all while facing the pressures to be successful. Um, we wanted to take this a little further today. Um, we wanted to talk about those same pressures, but by doing it while being in the spotlight. Now, none of us really are in the spotlight outside of our little circle, um, but um, I am, I guess a lot of us, we've watched a lot of sports and we see, we see people who are in the spotlight who also faces pressure. So we wanted to see and talk to someone who was facing this. So this is where our guest comes in. We would like to welcome Natoya Gould to our show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Champion. Champion. Okay, guys, if you know anything about Shar and I, you know we are the ultimate track and field fans. Like, we will have conversations in our chat group about everything track and field. And I swear to you, Sova and Carrie tune us completely out. Like they're like, all right, link us when y'all done talking about this because we have no idea what you are talking about. Yeah. So I guess if you are one of those people, sorry <laughs> you, but if you do not, if you do not know who our guest is, also sorry for you, but she is Jamaica's national record holder in the 800 meter. Um, <laughs> you said champion. 
Yes, ma'am. Oh. <laughs> and I'm about to show my dad that I was talking to her. Oh, good <laughs> You have to go show him the YouTube video. Like, no, proof. Proof or it didn't happen. Proof or it didn't happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, she attended Manchester High School. Um, then she went on to South Plains, South Plains College in Texas. Then she moved to LSU, then ended her collegiate career at Clemson. Right? I got that right, right? Uh, literally out of my Clemson, head yes she still trains at Clemson but she does it as an Adidas sponsored pro athlete so she right now she is Adidas I tried to find my best ghoulie gear can y'all see I tried to find my best by the way ghoulie <laughs> actually has gear right now she just dropped it and if I had enough time I would have gotten my ghoulie gear before this but I'm going to drop the link for the ghoulie gear but this is the best I can do in the meantime so <laughs> make sure y'all get the ghoulie gear anyway i wanted to get give you guys a little backstory of how i met ghoulie um, my parents have been in track and field for a lo long time i mean um over over 40 years i promise you um and they've been traveling with multiple international teams well i guess national teams traveling internationally um and when Ghoulie was in high school they met her on one of these international trips and if y'all know Ghoulie, once you stick with you that's it there is no getting rid of her anyway so anyway so my mother we used to talk about Ghoulie all the time and I was living both me and my sister were living in the states at this point and when I moved back to Jamaica I remember going to JC meet I'm pretty sure it was at JC meet it was the first meet of the year and I got there a little later than my parents or I showed up with maybe my father I don't remember exactly but my mother was already there and she was under the Finnish judge tent and I walked over and she was talking to, Ghoulie was talking to mommy. And mommy turned around and said something like, oh, like, see her dear Mish. And I swear to you, Ghoulie was like, sis. So, listen, if anybody know Ghoulie, you can like recreate it in your mind. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have not been able to get rid of this child since then. That was in 2006. I, I don't, how old were you at that point? I, she was like the littlest thing ever. At 2006? Probably 16 or 17. <laughs> the littlest thing ever, okay? But I have watched her. You were 16? By the way, I didn't reach 16 yet because it was January. Yes. My birthday when was in March. March. When yeah. I would be 16. Yep. So yes, mommy, mommy had met her when she was 13. At that point, she did. She was already winning things, winning things against people who were 16, 17, 18 at that point. And she was 13. Um, and just the most amazing person. If you get to know her, you, she is still the same person that she was back then, like same demeanor, just same humble and like the same type of person. So you just you can't get rid of her at that point because how can you look at look at look at that face anyway so <laughs> i have watched her career like blossom um into what it is currently and just watched the trajectory of what it's what it's come from to what it is now um she's always been destined to be great she is great a lot of people 
might look at it from their perspective, but she is great. And I think when non-sports enthusiasts think of athletes that represent Jamaica, they think about um, everyone that's won like countless medals. So if you think of like, all right, tell me about an athlete that's run for Jamaica or e even just an athlete, they don't even think about other sports. It's always those track and field and it's always like Usain or Shelly or, you know, whatever, whoever the, the hot person was at that time. Um, so I think I wanted to catch up and, um, talk about the pressures of being just this athlete and being your best self in an environment where failing doesn't feel like an option. So I guess, let me direct my first question to Gula. Let's jump into it. Let me not talk about Gula any further because I could go on for days as I could, as a Jamaican representative, you've had many accomplishments over the years. Do you ever feel like it's not enough? Like people are expecting more from you and you need to just live up to that. I definitely feel um, that way because it doesn't matter what you do. Um, Jamaica, all they think about is medal. So like world championship um, 2019 was the first time I made it to the finals. And to me, that was a big accomplishment for me. I was supposed to get a medal, it did not happen, but that was a big accomplishment for me. And I feel like we are pressured into getting medals all the time and they don't look at other things like the way you performed. And I really think that we deserve better than that. I right. really do. Cool. Um, guys, I want you guys to jump in and tell me if, I mean, outside of, outside of thinking of it from the world is looking at you. Um, maybe your family is looking at you and expecting you to accomplish things. And for you, little things are, have been accomplished and you, you are celebrating those little things, but your family or your friends or your coworkers or your boss or whoever, um, they don't think it's enough. Have you guys ever experienced that? Do you have any insight into that? Well, before we even well, let me just say, I never know if my friend no celebrity. Now I'm saying, yeah. who, who? I, I'm like baffled because I'm like I. So we prep for these shows, and Misha's like, my friend is coming on. She's amazing. God believe me, I looked at the outline today. I was like, okay, cool. She sounds great. And now I'm sitting here, and I'm like, Misha told us. Listen, and and I was gonna say ourselves. <laughs> I feel ill-prepared to be in Ghoulie's company right now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I need some Ghoulie merch. First yeah. I'm getting my Ghoulie merch. And I'm blaming Mish because I feel like you should have prepared us better and not told I us. I thought y'all knew. But we were <laughs> in the business of something. What's happening here? You just said soap and carry. Yeah. No but that's a fool to fall to. <laughs> If y'all, if y'all ixnay yourselves out of these comments, Shar, you know who Ghoulie is? Absolutely. And I was about to say, I sit in a many a crowd, um, at stadium, everywhere. Pen relays. And let me just tell you something. Yes. It depends on where you are. You definitely have the bandwagon is that, you know, if you're not coming first, it's just like that kind of annoying because like, we're watching and we mad psych. We're like, do you know how well this person is doing? Yeah. Do you even know 
Like even when you watch like chumps and you see athletes that either it could be anything, like either maybe they never qualify last year, but you really like their spirits, and then you watch them. And it's like Jamaicans are tend to be just so unforgiving. They're just like if you're not getting like gold and donkey lensing people, they don't even understand the training, the work, and the infrastructure we have in Jamaica. Right. When you see these people coming up and doing well, like Gooley, you're just like, oh, where she come from? Because who who gave her anything to be this good? Like we right. don't focus too much on distance runners. And I'm on this podcast. Misha has heard me before. I will say nothing about her competitors, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm done. That's all. That's all I have to say. She's don't worry. Fantastic. We are go- we and are definitely going to talk about that oh, also, though. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I do want you guys to because ju- I don't want it to seem like it is just um isolated to people who are in the spotlight. I feel like we feel pressure too. And I feel like I want to bring you guys in to say how you feel pressure on a daily basis or just in your life in general, where you feel accomplished in what you do. You set a goal for yourself, you feel accomplished, but then everybody just run all over your accomplishments at that point, because it's not enough for them. Listen, I think um, to Ghoulie's point, there's so much going on that's not metal based, right? So my mom, I'll use as an example, and most Jamaican parents, they want you to be a doctor or an engineer. And if you're not one of those two things, or a lawyer. Or a nurse. You could be a nurse and you could be okay. You could be a nurse. True. Yeah. But the doctor, lawyer, engineer is like the top three. Then doctor. you have, your, you know, you're you put in category, doctor. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for a long time, I remember early in my social work career, my mom would tell people that I'm either an engineer or a lawyer. I can't remember which one she used to anchor on. I've never been in any of those spaces. Never went to school for any of those things. But in her mind, social work didn't feel like an accomplishment. Like social work, what? you making money with that? What's happening? For her, that wasn't a win. It wasn't a, it wasn't a medal of sorts, right? right. And so... In my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm living comfortably. I'm making a life for myself. It's still very hard work. It requires a level of intellect and all the other things that, right, make up these other professions you're thinking about. But that was her standard. Right. Right. So I see it all the time in different spaces, but that's probably the most prominent one I see still. Even now when I told, you know, Jamaicans that I'm a social worker, like, oh, that's nice. Mm-mm. Okay. You know, Carrie, as you talk, the first thing that came to my my mind when Misha um, asked was, if you went to elementary, primary prep school in Jamaica, you always, without a doubt, you have these students who are labeled like the the bright students, and everybody else is just not bright. You know, you're not getting a straight A. And I think it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I was never the bright student. I wasn't the ones getting the... Excellent really? Words. Never. It's hard to believe, right, Mish? Never. So, so okay, there you have it. But, <laughs> and you're you're meant you're felt, you know, like you're you, you end up feeling, oh, I'm just an average student. You know, those are the bright ones. 
And then sometimes you think back now, you're thinking what they were teaching us and we're like, why weren't we all bright? You know, like when you think of what they were teaching us, why were, why were teachers who know better and who actually at that point knew what they were teaching us, why were they making such a deal about the, like everyone should have been like, there should have been such a wide gap and there was mm -hmm. no need for some of us to feel so not smart as right. compared to other students because a lot of these things are fundamental that you know they should be making sure everybody learns but i think that is a thing with us we're me we're being told that this is what's acceptable and these are what the night the acceptable subjects are i did sciences all through high school not because i loved science actually haven't done a bio or chemistry class since high school but because mm -hmm. everyone said if you want to seem smart, or if you want to do well, you need to do bio, chem, physics. You need to go to medical school. You need to go be a doctor. And so everybody up in high school doing bio, chem, physics, just cause yeah. it looks smart. And I'm just like, when I think about it, I'm like, why didn't I do accounting? Why didn't I do history? You know, I'm just like, you never yeah. even got a chance to think about what your interest is because everyone was like, no, so you have to do bio, chem, physics but not everybody got to got to do those classes either because you know it's but so many teachers that teach biochem and that's physics. only that and then they made it seem like only smart kids did biochem physics and right. that is not true because now that we're adults and we see where all our classmates have ended up that's not true <laughs> the shade that is true that is you, true that is really I can, true <laughs> i can tell you to this day there's some of my family, my, my mom's family, my dad's family, my mother's family. There are a few of them that when I go around them, I only say I have a biology degree. I do not say I'm a teacher. Wow. To this day. Because wow. as Carrie said, you have to be a doctor. It's the only acceptable thing. <laughs> it's like everybody thought that I, I was going to be the doctor in the family. Right. I'm not going to lie to you. I did like biology. I, to this day, I still do love it. But I decided to teach it and okay. not go to the medical school route. But to this day, to my, there's some people in my mother's family that when I'm around them, they're, oh, no, I, I majored in biology. Yeah, that was my yeah, that was my degree. They don't care about what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> I just want to know. And I'm like, you guys are just so illiterate. To me, that's just pure illiteracy. Like, you can't be so stuck up in this thinking that if you're not a doctor, you're not accomplished. There's so many people out there that's more accomplished than a doctor. Be honest. Look at your friend's parents who are doctors. Like, it's like the, the, the golden child. My child is a doctor. It's like right. the only accomplished degree out there. Right. So you, you feel like you're not accomplished because you didn't meet their standard even though in your mind you're doing great right that you yeah. know so you make a point i we were sitting with some family and i have a you know a few people in my family who love to say oh look it's doctor, it's doctor. <laughs> and i'm like you embarrassing it's embarrassing you make you feel that way seriously so um we're sitting um with some youngsters in my like you know younger generation of cousins in my family and they're like Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna be a doctor like Sharifa? And I'm like, okay, back up. You see, like this is the pressure, and this is how you kind of distract people from what their passions and their talents and their endeavors are 
Because now you are setting a goalpost and you're telling them that this is what they must do. This is not what you must do. There is no nirvana in having a doctorate. There is no nirvana in having an MD or a JD or whatever. It's literally, and I keep telling people this, my expertise is literally in the little bits of things that I studied. I'm not world-renowned. I'm not smarter than someone who's well-read and widely read and has no degree or, right. a, or another degree. Like I know biostatistics, medical doctors know medicine. And if they're specialists, they might not even know right. general medicine. They'll they know their speci specialty. Right. I, I don't know, understand what kind of, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it comes, you're right, Sophie, it comes from ignorance. <laughs> it does, but it also is associated um, with money also. Um, and so, sense. yeah, they think that because you're a doctor, that means you're making money, which I don't know firsthand that is not the case. It very much depends. D depends, okay? <laughs> you have people with no high school degree making more than people with PhDs, okay? My so, students leave my class and make probably twice that twice what I make. Exactly. So I really believe that teachers should get the most pay. I don't oh, care if you're a doctor, you. lawyer, or whatever, because without teachers, right that somewhere, right now, you're preaching now. You're preaching. You're preaching. I, I say it all the I'm time. I'm sure need them to write Admiral, Shar, so everybody. Let everybody. them know that our students. <laughs> I really believe so. I really do believe so because, come on, without teachers, they don't know these stuff yep and i mean i feel like if there's a better way to anyway we could do a whole episode on teachers i could I, and how much they get paid and that's a situation um, that's a whole mess in and of itself because i don't know how you can have an expert in a field somewhere else so doctor lawyer engineer these are all experts in their field that take time to do individual stuff and they get paid triple quadruple what teachers make and teachers at the baseline anyway we're not going there because as I can talk about Gouli all day, I can talk about teaching all day and the, the drama that comes along with that. We should, because a lot of people are regretting their Because of the now money, their though? kids are at home with them. Oh. They gotta help. Let's not talk about that either. Can't talk about that all day. <laughs> no much things I could talk about all day. Anyway, so... <laughs> Let, let me, I, I think Shar alluded to the whole Semenya situation and how uh, you did and how name. you didn't have to call it a name. I'll call it for you. This is why I'm here. Um, and how you kind of go into it. I don't want to say with a leg down, but not being the favorite, you go into your races and they see her in the races. You should explain <laughs> Wait, to Terry and Sophie exactly who Pastor Semenya. She's a South African athlete who. Listen. You're, you're going to have to. You have to go watch. Should we we think, listen, I don't know time. how we're even friends, you know. I, I'm just, I'm not. Every, every day I'm questioning my choice. Who my friend be? Right? <laughs> Every day I'm questioning my choices. But anyway, um, <laughs> we we will, t I mean, sh she... She shows up in these races. Right. And sh everybody is now, she is not, they're not the favorite anymore. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be 
as with Gouli, you could have gone from a 201 PR to a 156 PR and nobody notices because she's in the race and it just is what it is. Um, so I kind of want to know how do you approach your races knowing that this is your passion. This is you set your goals for yourself. You are exceeding those goals and she's, I don't want to say that she is the spotlight, but usually she's a spotlight and not even because she's amazing, but all of the, the issues that go along with her being in the race. How do you approach your races? Like, honestly, whenever I'm racing with Casta, I know I'm going to run fast. Okay. That's good. So yeah. So like, it's not an issue to me. I know that, yeah, I'm not the favorite in the race because Casta is in it. And it's not just Casta, it's other persons too. Um, like Francine, they're in the race and stuff like that. But I really don't make it ice because if you're going to your race thinking, oh, Casta's in the race, and oh boy, you're not going to perform well. Right. So for me, I set up my mind and said, listen, I'm going to take advantage of this. <laughs> you know, right. I'm going to go in there and run fast because That's I know the slowest Casta going to run is probably 155 on a bad day. God. Wow. So, so she's pushing you is what's happening. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Okay. So even, you know, like Monaco, that was where I won my PR. I was, I couldn't wait to go Monaco because the year before I watched the race, AJ won one to five and, and break the national record for US. I'm like, I need to get there. <laughs> you know you what I mean? I need to get there. Right? <laughs> Because Castor run 154, so you eventually you don't even realize. And it and she pushes you. you. Okay, so <laughs> once you... Cause Wait, let me ask you a question. I'm going to know the 154 PR. What, what am I talking about? <laughs> One minute and 54 seconds in 800 meters. Personal PR record is PR. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. All right, now. You watch oh, track more, like honey. Don't oh, sleep on me. It's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. In track, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. You going. need to my, watch track more. Hello. I'm, I'm, I'm on the wagon, okay? That? I watch track, you know. I do, but I just don't. I just... Listen, any Jamaica had another race, I may celebrate. But I would have run. I'm like... Just have to see the colors. I'm celebrating. So I apologize. I'll pay attention from now. Oh, God. <laughs> Lord. Um, what was I going to say? So, knowing that, okay, knowing that at the end of the race, you run your PR, but you didn't win, and that might not be good enough for other people. Like, there's some people who are going to say, You mean to tell me that Gouli can run 156 today? Why she didn't win X, Y, and Z? When people have that attitude towards it, how, how do you approach that? Well, persons who do not know track, not YouTube. Not pointing fingers they will anything. say, <laughs> not pointing fingers. If they don't on track and feel, they will talk those things, you know? Right. So I don't hear it because the persons who matters most right. know that Gulli did well. Okay. okay. So if naysayers want to say whatever they want to say, that's up to them. Gulli not hearing. And if Gulli block them out. <laughs> Okay, I like that attitude. I think we need to take that attitude um, kind of with everything else. And I think I do that now. I think I've learned to do that now. I mean, we've talked about 
when I think about failures, for example, in my life, and when I initially approached, for example, like my divorce, thought of it as a failure and thinking of letting all these people down. And to me, you know, I had to rephrase it, block out all the people who don't know what, who had no idea what was going on in my marriage, um, block out the people who did not matter to me um, and worry about my growth and why I was doing it. Why did Ghoulie want to go to Monaco to better herself? Not to run against Casta and Luz. Nope. I mean, she's not thinking about that. She's thinking about bettering herself. So I think that the attitude I take now when it comes to things like that, and I appreciate that that's what you do. What do you guys think? Um, is that what you guys kind of do right now? I'm not that mature yet. I'm I'm going to be dead honest. Forgive me, word, but I'm not that mature. There's still things that I still like get under my skin that I really should not. Um, So maybe if you guys keep talking, I can learn a few things. <laughs> and let me say this. I want to say something. So people are always going to talk. No matter what you do, whether it's good, whether it's bad, they will talk. But you got to set your personal goals. If you know you achieve yeah. this, then it's, it's, it's your personal goal and you should feel good about it, whether your mother like it, your father, your family. You know, I hear you um, talk about your mother. Is the mother side of family, you say? Mm-hmm. Listen, forget them. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching biology every day is not easy, okay? I take biology and I now. drop that. I drop it. So I give, <laughs> thumbs up. I give you thumbs up for being able to teach it to 40 or 30 students one time, okay? Yeah. And have to be marking papers and lab reports and all those things. Honey, honey, those naysayers, <laughs> those naysayers will always have something to say, but let them walk in your shoes. Right. And see if what they can accomplish what you accomplish. So don't let nobody get under your skin. That's right. Okay? You need to stop letting persons get under your skin because they, that, they know your weakness, so they will always try to attack you. But when you try to look, you're coming to talk about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, available. not available right now. I am having a <laughs> please leave a message after the beep. <laughs> yes. You're an adult, you know what you like, you know you 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 achieving what you want to achieve. That's your goal. Don't let nobody dictate it for you, honey. As you are preaching, tell us what your biggest failure on, what you feel like your biggest failure on the track has been and how have you um, overcome that to have this positive attitude now? Okay, so my biggest failure was not like, I've been making Jamaica teams from me, I am, but national team. Seriously. I've been making well i make it in um in 2011 but like world championships my first world championships was 2013 and i've been to 2013 2015 2017 and 2019 and every year i go to world championship i never pass the first one and i've always feel like i've failed myself i always feel like i failed my coach i always feel like i failed my country every all me, those years Three years I've been to world championships. Three years I've never made it to the finals. Right? And I feel like I've failed. I made the Olympics. I didn't make the final. The next round, not even the finals. The second round. I'm always at the last one to get in. Like, 
after someone getting, then it would be me. Like they take 24, I'll be 25. And those things used to get to me. I almost quit track in 2017 because I'm seeing how hard I was training and I was not seeing nothing coming out of it. And your body was not at the end of the year. Yeah. At the end of the year, I've completed something. Like I get that positivity. I get that strength. Like I get deeper because I'm, I'm, I'm a godly person. I get deeper in Christ. And right. to me, people would not understand my Christian life. And to me, I think that God was like teaching me a lesson. Hmm. That's why I was not doing what I was supposed to do. Because if he had made me the person who I am now that time, I probably would have given him all the glory, right. you know? And I feel like I failed during those times. And even though I made it to the finals, even I was supposed to medal in 2019, you are, you are the naysayers saying stuff. And that was my first time making it to the finals. So you see, Sophia, there's always going to be naysayers, whether you do good or bad. Because guess what? Guli was supposed to get a medal, but she came sixth. Right. They didn't know what Guli was going through at the time. Right. But they're going to always have something to say. Yeah. And I've, I've passed that hurdle and I know that greater things, um, greater things are coming and I'm just looking forward to it. Sounds awesome. Because I hear you all talking and it make, it's making me think we do have to at some point, you know, make our own goals and we're living our own life. And what I hear you all saying is you're running your own race. Right. And really going up to do her races She's not worried about what anything else is going on. She's running that race to her best ability in that moment. Right. But I think there's also a space in life where somebody or something is guiding the goal making process for you. Right. So I guess my question for Ghoulie is, as you are getting into track and learning to set your goals, like how and who influenced those? Because even though we don't want people telling us what to be and what to become, they influence the types of goals we're setting for ourselves, you know? Well, definitely my husband. He is, he loved Jack. Him, <laughs> definitely. And my coach, because my coach knew me um, since, you know, me since 2013. 13 like he know of me before that but when I started training with him was 2012 mm -hmm. so he knows what I'm capable of doing because right now if I should go run he'll say go let me know so you can run this because he's Jamaican too so did you <laughs> know him before running. did you know him before Clemson yes I did oh no LSU before LSU yes because okay. he recruited me when I was in high school back in 2010 did, have you been following him huh have you been following him? Was he at South Plains? No. Oh. No, he sent me to South Plains. Gotcha. Because just like, you know, oh, not talk about the science, the man thing, me run fast science in high school. <laughs> and I needed science to go to D1, but I didn't have a science subject, so I had to go to junior college. Yeah. <laughs> because agriculture, they don't consider that. <laughs> yeah, I get that. We will, we will not talk about how Jamaica and school translates to America. That's a whole other topic in and of itself also. Yeah, yeah not to come off top, topic, but, you know, like we say, like, you know, um, which Shar, um, Shar is saying about 
um, bright kids and who bright and whatever. If you would go to a junior college, they automatically say, oh, she, she don't say she's not a subject. And mm-hmm. when that's not the case, because right. that was not the case. It's just because I didn't have a science subject. Right. I, I had to go to um, a junior college and for some other athletes is because they have to better their time. Also. Right. Because then we bright like sparks. <laughs> but... <laughs> But they have to better them time. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. And I mean, them time. So it makes point. sense. Everybody, everybody can't go to a D1 school at all at the same time either. That just doesn't make any sense because there's so much talent to pull from um, and trying to move it. Anyway, go ahead, go. <laughs> so, and my husband, they're the number one persons who try to get, get me to stay on track, especially my husband. <laughs> <laughs> get me mad sometimes but it's for the best because you know we are women like i just say we don't like to be told what to do, but if i feel better way yes me, me, me give him this long debate and me still i hear him i say i'm doing tell me if you do but me happy give a debate <laughs> <laughs> and he Listen. hates that he really hates that but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a full-time job for him do you think being on social media has helped or hindered in your um in your success on the track and off the track well on the track I don't think social media helped or like I don't I don't think so what hinders me is if I don't go there run up time then I won't be able to get in the good races to to run yes it will you know make people make me well known and stuff like that but at the end of the day you can be on social media and you're still not getting into races right right you know what I mean like you could be popular on social media but yeah. But off the track now, um, to like, as I was saying before, with my merch and my stuff like that, social media helps because you can promote um, pictures to get followers and, and also to send them to your website to go and look. So it helps with, the, you know, mostly off the track. Right. But on the track, I, I really don't think that it really helps because you have to run fast no matter what you have to run and run out of time to be able to get into um races because i run 158 at commonwealth and i had to run again at trials and run 158 in order to go to paris diamond league and mm-hmm. if i did not run fast there i probably would not have gotten the chance That's to called. go to paris diamond right. league even though i run 158 and i got a bronze medal so yeah Okay, so with COVID and everything, and I, I don't think people realize, I think people are so in their own little bubble with regard to COVID and what's going on. Um, I don't think they realize that even with athletes, there are people who are not able to do certain things. They can't train how they normally train. They can't eat what they normally eat. There is the mental stress that comes along with not being able to go outside every day I mean simple things that we don't think about um has that changed your goals for 
this Olympic year. I mean, it's a big year. It should have been last year and it ended up being this, this year. It's a big year for us because as Jamaicans, you think about Olympics and you just think about your Mech Olympics, you could win a gold medal, you could do all these things. Our, our standards are up here when it comes to Olympics. I mean, for athletes, uh, it could be, I am just trying to make this team at this point because last year I had COVID or last year I wasn't feeling well or last, I haven't even been able to train or compete for the last a year and a half. How has COVID affected your goals for this year? Well, the, it, uh, it hasn't affected my goals because listen, if I set myself to do something, I'm going to do it. I've been training good. Starting off the COVID last year was a little challenge because they shut the track down and the gym. I was able to like the gym and we had to go to another track. So look, luckily we were able to use another track. A lot of athletes weren't able to train. So it's a blessing in disguise because, you know, it helps others to train harder, to get more preparation because a lot of persons were injured last year. They weren't able to, they wouldn't be able to go to the Olympics. So it's a blessing in disguise. But it really um, haven't been affecting me because I try to ensure that I'm, I'm looking at it like, listen, it's a flu, but just don't get it because if you get it, then get you'd it. have to sit out and can't use Clemson track to train. And then my, my teammates wouldn't be able to, um, my roommate wouldn't be able to train because she's around me. Because if you're in contact with the person, they're going to sit out for 14 days. So that's why I, I try to be extra cautious whenever I leave my house, you know, with my mask. You know, sometimes I, I forget it at the start of it. I forget that I need to put on my mask. Oh my gosh, I forgot my mask. <laughs> no, it's an arm, so you don't really forget. But it really haven't, you know, affected me mentally. To me, That's it good. makes me say, listen, probably somebody out there in my event is not able to run, but I still have to train hard so I can, you know, run fast because you don't know who is in shape, who is not in shape. Right. So it changes all of it. So it you're now micro focused on I what you have going like on. I am excited. I was so excited to start back in. I came to look for you in September and I'm like, okay, I come back. I'm going to be like, okay, it's time to train. I'm going to get this going. Like, yeah, I was excited. Yeah, that's good. I do want to wrap up and I want to give you guys a chance to just say something you've learned or something you want to impart once you talk to, you know, now that we've had a chance to skim the surface of what is Ghoulie um, and just talk about successes and our failures and how we look at them, especially now in COVID. I want to give Ghoulie a chance to say what you want to say to people who support you in the background, but don't really know the person that you are. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but to all my fans, they might not know the jokey part of Google, but some of them, like, they will see me out there. I'm very hardworking. Right. Like, I train really, really hard. And that's why whenever I go out there, I want to be able to, you know, do well to make my fans proud and not let them down. And that's where if I go there and run and don't run good, I'm like, I'll feel bad about it. 
But Guli is a down to earth girl. Like she's fun. Once I get to know her, she fights me a little bit, you know. Um, <laughs> she's, she's really loving. She's 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 a really love, and she always think about others even more than herself. Yeah. Like I'm, I always want to see others do well. I always want to know that you're okay. Like my family can tell you about that. I always like to see, you know. Like my sister Misha, I love her so much. Like she's very I wanted, loyal. Also, and now I've gained three more sisters. Oh you God, Miss like, all y'all. I want all y'all to do oh, well. God, no. <laughs> you are so silly yo. yeah but you know i i am really i really love to i had fall out of love with track um as i said in 2017 but i've fallen in love back with track again and since then i've been working hard i want to do well and you know i just want to encourage all my fans those that are not fans i just want to encourage you just go for your dreams because you're going to have persons out there that are going to let you feel like you're less of what you are and try to make you seem like what you want to do is not good enough. But always follow your heart because you have to be happy. Because I cannot, I, I'm sorry, I could not be a doctor. I could not Need be a me. lawyer. Need a me. I could be a teacher though because I actually wanted to teach when I was a little girl. I always teach my little cousins. The same thing every day whenever we play. You know, <laughs> all of these, all of these teacher people, they say them, all of them used to do that same thing. We talked about yeah, that too. I really said still, and teach them, teach them cousin, <laughs> teach them sister, teach everybody. I really still think I am because I love kids. I really, really think that I'm going to end up like probably having a daycare or something. Yeah. I love to give advice. I love to encourage others and I'm encouraging you to just hold the fort yes you know just hold the fort and just continue to push even through this coronavirus i know a lot of you may be worried and maybe um be a, you're scared of the coronavirus but listen don't let it overcome you Guli, did they decide when trials is do you know are you is there a date that you're shooting for to make the team no oh, good lord i think trials they have the calendar i think it's in june it's always in june Okay. But um, um, I'm going to ensure that I get my time the first time I run the 800 so I don't have to worry about nothing. Yeah, yeah I definitely. agree. We, yeah. I, we'll, we'll make sure to try and keep up with the YouTube page so we know what's happening next um, so that we can follow the meets. Um, I still haven't seen you on an ESPN event and I am trying to keep up as much as possible with all of these trap meets that are happening in the States. Here. I, I mean... Jamaica is a little behind with the trap meet situation, but um, if there are any trap meets happening that Ghoulie is going to be involved in, we are going to share it. Anybody else want to jump in and round us out and say some takeaway of some kind or anything that you've learned or something that you just, you're, you're taking away from the conversation? I mean, I'm just so happy to have met you, Natoya, and I... I must say, so I, I was born to love track because both my parents love track and they kind of made me love track. But I will tell you, same. Um, not only do I love track, I just want people to think about, and yes, you're saying too, like all of them, like I'm so 
proud of all of them because I just watch them and I know what it takes and whatever we see it take here, I just, early mornings, the sacrifices, the fear and everything. And I see them perform. I tell you, I feel so proud that I watch it like um, world champs or Olympics and I see Jamaica go on the feet, the track and people are like performing. And we, we always are stellar. We always are well-behaved. I just, I am proud of our Jamaican athletes. I'm very proud of you. I'm a very loud and boisterous track person. So Misha knows like, listen. <laughs> I tried to take a video for for her one time of you, and it was like this. I <laughs> wonder, I wonder if me get the video there now because it's very quite possible. Always just send me videos whenever yep. I run. Probably, if I'm it. in the stadium and I know you're running, I'm recording for me. <laughs> and but but she's not the recorder who will go because I'll be I'll watch like this. Yes, Ghoulie. Yes, I try, yes, I and she's like, "Cool, yeah, cool, yeah." I'm like, "Ma'am, I cannot see." <laughs> I am boisterous, and, and this is why I love to watch Olympics too. Not even for Olympics, I watch almost every sport, and I'll tell you why. This is why I admire athletes, and this is why I admire you. The work that it takes, mm -hmm. and then you guys show up looking pristine, like it's a walk in the park, and yeah. all of the background work that people don't see a lot of times you get the yeah. stories in olympics i love to watch it because you get like all those stories and so i just want to say you know like kudos to you and um i'm just wishing you more success yeah. um and just more of what you want for yourself i'm just i'm glad to 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 be a, a witness. witness to it yeah yeah thank you thank you listening is much well. easier um, than training <laughs> I agree with you, Jerifa, um, to say, first, Gule, it was a pleasure meeting you. You are an amazing human being. I have to just put that out there. Um, so <laughs> I grew up on track, but it's not the, the way Shara and Misha grew up on track. For me, it was just re representing Jamaica. So I don't care who you are running, as long as you're wearing black, green, and gold, you're one of my favorites, right? I'm cheering <laughs> for you. So I don't know names. I don't know faces. I just know the color of my, my flag, and I'm cheering. So when Misha and Shara, they go in on the names, I'm like, I don't know who right. that is. They're Jamaican? Great. <laughs> Period. <laughs> you know? But as Misha, next as time, Misha, just, pictures. Right? <laughs> Some. I just point out, you know, you guys really do put in a lot of work. And I personally can say, talking to you personally made a difference because I have not truly paid attention to that part. For me, it's just you representing my country and I love you for it and I don't care who you are. But there's so much background work that you put in to represent your country, but also for yourself. I have never looked at it from the personal, you know, for individual person. For me, again, forgive me, it has always been for Jamaica. But every runner has a goal and ambition and, and just, you know. So I'm glad that I was able to get the time to talk to you and just to hear you just be a human being and not just a runner from Jamaica, but an actual person. It was, it's uplifting, it's refreshing, and yeah. it was a pleasure. And I thank you for encouraging me. Oh, let child. me know. Sorry for you. Into my future. Okay. Sorry for you. Because <laughs> sometimes we need that, right? Let's be honest. Yes. Sometimes we need that. Sometimes we, we lose hope in ourselves. And not that I have lost hope in myself, but, you know, Misha and Carrie and Shara, they know me very well. And, and I take on way too much um, at the same time. So, Sometimes I get overwhelmed. So it's good when people remind you that you can do it. 
you know, yeah. they remind me all the time, but you're a stranger, you don't know, and you're telling me so. <laughs> So she says something. I guess I can't do it. That's right. (laughs) We don't count. Anyway, Kara, did we, (laughs) did I overlook you? Do you have anything to add? No, this was a joy. I I mean, it's Guli, you have some tremendous things ahead of you and we're, I'm excited to have met you. Um, And I'm sure Misha's going to keep us all in the loop because we want to be part of this journey and witness your transformation because I could totally see you doing all the things you have in mind Um, whether it's your daycare whether it's fitness whether it's anything girl you I feel like you do whatever you put your mind to so we're here for all of it Um, this has been a refreshing conversation I think so um, said that word and it really stuck out to me it's it is refreshing because it's it's a lot of work but you are still this whole you have all these other parts to you um, which are just as important, just as, you know, precious, just as valuable. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yay. I'm really glad you were, we were able to find the time to do all this. I know your training schedule is very hectic right now. I know mm-hmm. we tried to do it when you weren't in the thick of the training schedule and now you were still able to find the time in your training schedule. So we appreciate that. Um, as I said, I've known you for a lot of years and I have, personally seen the struggle. I remember, as I said, when your body was not doing what you wanted it to do um, and the pressures of just outside influences were not making track enjoyable. Um, And I love the place that you are. I love where you've, how you've transformed from where you come from to where you are right now. And as I will always tell you, regardless of the outcome on the track, as long as you are happy with the success of you, of your goals, like where, where you say you're going and you're okay with that, then I think anybody else who's not okay with that does not deserve to see your evolution. <laughs> so it to me, I just wanted everyone to understand that there are people beyond these athletes. It's not just, I'm going to get on this line. And I know that that's their job. I know that that's your job. I know you, just like we get up every day and do our nine to five, you get up and you, you go train and you try to make your money. And this is your job, but you are more than your job. Um, And I don't think people see that. Um, And I think it's important for them to be able to see that just like we have failures in life or one day that's a bad day we could have one day that's a bad day and it doesn't affect us for the rest of our life you could have one day that's a bad day and you're never able to make track uh, money in track ever again or people will disown you or there's so many aspects to it that we don't consider for athletes so you know I appreciate you. You know I'm rooting for you in all that you do. Um, and I am very grateful that I'm able to see the person beyond the track star you are. Because I will go a road with Guli in Jamaica. And good Lord. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what is happening anyway um but yes i i am i'm grateful to see the evolution and that you are able to 
be more than your failures and to emphasize your successes. So that is all I have to say. And you know, I could go on and on forever. So that is all I have to say. So unless <laughs> anyone else has anything else to say, me and Ghoulie on this track, on the music track, not on the speed track, because I can't, mm -mm. <laughs> not <to me. laughs> I'm not I. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna drop a mixtape, me and Ghoulie. So watch yeah. out for that too. We'll drop the link. <laughs> y'all can, can have that. a feature. I love to sing now. Y'all can have a feature on it. We got this though, sing. me and Ghoulie. Okay. I mean, you know, we know to harmonize. Okay. Okay. That's right. Right. We, we're going to the studio. What? Okay. <laughs> when is this studio time happening? We got working around the track schedule, but okay. we will make it make this work. When is that happening? Anyway, thank you guys so much uh, for joining us. We are going to drop every link known to man. Please <laughs> subscribe to our YouTube page. Subscribe to Ghoulie's YouTube page. Her merch, our merch. Instagram, our Instagram, her Instagram. I mean, <laughs> we are dropping everything. Every, <laughs> if you see a link, just click it and subscribe. <laughs> there, no other questions are asked. Just do it. Just you, will, it. you will not be disappointed. <laughs> and if you follow Ghoulie on her YouTube page, you will see her journey. You'll see what she goes to on a daily basis, how she stalks her Jamaican restaurant in South Carolina. Is it so good? Yes. Every episode ends with them at this doggone Jamaican and hungry belly. Anyway, <laughs> we will talk to you another time. Well, see you guys in two weeks. Thank you all so much. Bye. Bye. Friends, that's all for today's episode of Relationship Pasa Pasa. Thanks so much for joining us today. You could have been anywhere in the virtual world, but you're here with us. We hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Relationship Pasa Pasa all one word if you are on the social media situations we can't wait to hear from you like seriously we can't wait to hear what you think about our episode and also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss thank you again for listening until next time walk good <laughs>